We're nearing the completion of the Sefer, the beginning of our Avaida, should have started a while back, but it's not too late. We were learning last month at Shabbos about, about the final stage that comes after thinking, analyzing the stage, what the Chavis Atamidim calls Hashkata, the silencing of one's mind, which we learned last week and we've learned a lot over the years in the Swarm from the Piazetzna, is one of the conditions of Nevoah. And even though, even though we no longer have, for the meantime we don't have Nevoah, but the Darchei Nevoah, the conditions of Nevoah, the way of the Nevi'im, we still have. And all of this far now before Mashiach comes are focusing on this Yisoyed, preparing the way for the coming of Mashiach. This is all very much connected to the Yontav of Hanukkah, which is the Or Hagon, is the hidden light. On page Veshei, Ad Atta Asaknu until now, we were talking about how to come to that point of thinking thoughts that would lead us to the pnimius of who we are, to the Oilam Hanashama. We learn that after that, after that we have to build an inner world of demama, of silence, to be able to have quiet inside. Try to explain this as much as possible. This is something which is very, very sensitive. It's a matter of one's deepest emotions. And it's something which is difficult to explain, which is what exactly what he's going to talk about. And it would be really impossible to end the cipher without this point. Nitan Dugma Pshuta. A simple example. The Madchaim Shalkaspis, some of you might remember the old fashioned thermometers with mercury. Hayashan Sheikhanu Bialdus, that the newest children. Kashra Kaspis, Eilov Adim Reitzel, Ahiridis, Mailas Acham, that when you wanted to, when you wanted to bring the temperature down, of course, as children, we were always trying to think of ways to get, the, to get the temperature up. So you rub it with your fingers, you do all kinds of different things until it says 107. <laughs> but 
But in order to make sure that the temperature was back to 98.6, you know, where, where it was supposed to be, where it needed to be, to get started. So everybody remembers memories of my mother standing there with a thermometer, shaking the thermometer. Kasha Kaspis, when the mercury would go up a little bit, was was higher. He had to bring it down to the regular place. By shaking the thermometer, the the um, mercury that would go down. Tnuas ananua tzvichaliyes ezeshehit fisa daka ba'adam. That motion, that movement that is necessary, that's all on the wrists of the mother to bring it to a certain place, like many other things in life, it's a certain hergish. It's a certain hergish. One of the things, you want to see a, a different example of this. I, I always marvel at how I, when I lived in Eretz and then later on when we moved back, but I went back to Yeshiva over the years. So, some of you know that you've spent time in Yerushalayim. You go to the you go to these chevra that they sell garinim. It's a certain tipus of a Jew that sells in Geula. You know these guys. So they're able to they're able to put garinim in the bag. And if you ask for if you ask for a hundred gram, they put it they put the stuff in. They go like this and they put it on the scale and it's a hundred gram. Now I think if I'd be doing that my whole life, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do that. This is so maybe I would, but there's a certain hergish. There's a certain hergish. It's not something that you could. It's not something you could explain. How do you do that? It comes just with time, and there's a certain sensitivity that this person has in the feeling, like with the thermometer, and in the hand with the bag of garinim, where it's holding, what it is, and it's a very very slight thing, because it's to the point. Mamish. It's a tfisa daka. Of course, there's just a marshal for things that are much more sublime than thermometers and garinim. If you would give a child a thermometer, if you give a child a thermometer, who yinanea chaza, he would already. He wouldn't. He would. He would do it strong. He would do it in a certain way, and it wouldn't. It would show a 92 temperature. The layer it or he would not have to do it. It would go right. It would go. It would go higher. Whatever it is. You mean it's a delicate, edler thing. It's a delicate tnua. It's a delicate way of holding, of moving something. You can't explain to a person exactly what you do when it comes to something like this. Which is an expression we find in Chazal. Rashi and Rishon use this expression. Avnes means sometimes you have a situation where the halacha is not clear. But the Dayonim, the Bezdin, has an Avnes There's a certain hergish in the heart that comes with years and years of hearing people, of sitting by a din and watching people and listening to people, that over time, 
the Bezden, the Dayanim, develop a certain hergish in the heart, a feeling in the heart, a certain sensitivity to see whether this person is, is, is straight, is honest, to pick up on, some, on certain nuances that are not 100%. There's an opposite deliver. It's not something in seichel. It's not anything you could teach a person to look out for this and to watch for that. It's a hergish. It's a tnucha dakish It's a very delicate thing of the heart. That hergish. You can't explain exactly what to do. It's an avnus adaliba. Bahagosha pnimis shel hanefesh. There's a pnimis. There's an inner sense, an inner feeling that a person has. Ketzad litpais es nekudas atnua. How to judge the movement that is necessary, how to feel exactly how it goes, let's say, with a thermometer or other things in life. Dugman Osef is another example. Melamdim yelad You teach a child to ride a bicycle. Now have this chus to do that with each of the children. When you teach a child to ride a bicycle, First you put on training wheels, on the right and the left. Then you take off one of the wheels. This is the Israeli system of doing it. You take off one of the wheels. Anyway, one of them is probably missing. So you take off one of the wheels. We didn't take off the wheel. We just made it a little bit less on one side than the other side. You just change a little bit. <clears throat> but anyway, this, this is a, a way of, of teaching the child. Thing where the child leans over more in one direction or the other. Until finally, you take off both training wheels. Now there are some kids, as you know, that you put them on a bike, and they, and after five seconds, they go. There's another kid that'll take five times, ten times, whatever it is. And you can't explain exactly that moment. It's a very exciting moment. And it's hard to understand. What is it exactly, that second where the child chapped? How the body goes. Because it's a very delicate thing. It's a, it's a little bit of a delicate thing of, of shifting the body very, very slightly over to one side or the other side. It's not anything that could ever be explained or written up. It's just an avnus adaliba that the child has. Some, some it's faster, some takes longer, but there's a, there is a sense of balance that the child finds. And that first second when the child is riding without wheels and the kid goes down the block and then they feel like, you know, that they're ready for the, you know, they're ready for, for the marathon or something. And they are. They are. It's an amazing thing. Can you explain to a child, you're more of the intellectual type. So you decide you're going to first, before we go outside, we're going to first have a seminar. We're going to, we're going to study the Indian of the bicycle. 
and you come prepared, you Google bicycle, uh, you go, if anybody still goes to the library, it's not necessary, but you, you uh, press the computer and you bring in pictures and you have all kinds of diagrams showing the body weight per this and per that, and numbers and all kinds of things, and you show famous bicycle riders that they have different postures, like this, this, like this, like this, like, you know, the monkey had to have becoming a human being. So that you show, like, how you could become, again, a monkey. And, and you have all these different diagrams. You come in and you're also prepared uh, a few days before with all kinds of explanations and interesting deburim about bicycle and how it works and how you have to, your shoulders and how you like that. But everybody knows that there's no point to any such lecture. Is there anybody in the history of bicycling, in the history of teaching kids to ride a bike, that has ever taught a child by a lecture? By saying, this is how you have to go. And even though we all say, you know, no, if you feel yourself going over to the right, go a little bit over to the left. I mean, that's the clog up. Right? You have to keep... It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything at all. E.F. Shalaz beer. It's impossible to explain. You remember two years ago, Lag Ba'imer, I spoke a little bit about this Indian. Some of you were there. The Indian of Said. Of what Said is. <clears throat> remember about the person who wanted to write an encyclopedia on the subject of love? And he studied the subject, and he gathered information. He read everything on the subject of love. And he wrote this multi-volume thing that was ready to go to print. And then he met a, then he met a girl, and he fell in love. Right? Until that time, he was just writing and reading and writing. And everybody knows that the whole encyclopedia is silly. It's a silly thing. Because that hergish, that hargosha daka of the heart, which is Avnis Liba, which is something which a person himself is able to feel and to know, that's the enough sight of a secret. And it makes no difference if you try to explain it or you to write, you know, uh, to write a scientific study of the emotion of love. Anybody who's ever felt that knows that that's a silly book. It's ridiculous. And it doesn't mean anything. You can't explain it. You know, how does the, the sugi of Hanukkah? All of a sudden, in Masech the Shabbos, right? So you have the sugi of Hanukkah. Everybody in the world knows, how does the Gemara begin the sugi of Hanukkah? What two words? My Hanukkah. It's interesting, no? What is Hanukkah? My Hanukkah. You ever see, you ever see the Gemara ask, my Pesach? My sukkahs, my Purim. It's my Hanukkah. My Hanukkah means, what is Hanukkah? Does the Gemara begin in such a way? And then the Gemara goes on to tell that, of course, <clears throat> the nice, so on. What does that mean? And why is it Davka be Hanukkah? Why, is that, why does the Gemara ask the question, my Hanukkah? That's exactly what we're talking about. Since the whole Indian of Hanukkah is the Or HaGonis, is the hidden light of creation. Those who have learned Hanukkah, especially in the Bnei Sascha and the others from Shemishmul, Bnei Sascha, Svas Amis, 
know that Hanukkah is unknowable. There's something about Hanukkah. There's something about that Yantiv more than any of the other Yom Tov, which, which is, all the Torahs that you say about Hanukkah never get to that Nekuda Pnimis. When the Gemara asks, when the Gemara asks, my Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? The Gemara never answers the question. The Gemara says a million things. The Gemara goes into the Sukkah of Hanukkah. How come it doesn't ask my Sukkah, my Pesach? So you might think it's because, well, you know, Hanukkah is Jabban, so Purim is also Jabban. And there are other things that we do that are Jabban. My Hanukkah, my Hanukkah, it sounds like, the, it sounds like what Chazal is saying is, what is Hanukkah? Meaning, how do I love you? I can't explain. I can tell you the halachas of Hanukkah. But after all of the learning that a Jew does for Hanukkah, and after all of the preparations that a person makes, you still have that question, my Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? And I'm not even able to convey what I'm, I'm not even explaining what I'm, I'm trying to say now. I can't explain. I can't explain this. What it means to stand by the Menorah with the family. And what Hanukkah is, that it comes from that deepest, deepest place of a Jew. From the Orhagonis, from the hidden light of creation. So my Hanukkah is, is it's, it's, not, it's not a question that has an answer. It's the question that reminds us that there is no answer. It's the question of astonishment. It's an exclamation, my Hanukkah. What is Hanukkah? No matter how much we learn, no matter how much we hear, and every single year, everybody knows that the biggest, biggest Chidusha Torah in the Yanam of, of Hanukkah the tzaddikim of Machad, Yosef's Torahs with Hanukkah. This Hanukkah is the ma'ayan, it's the wellsprings of all of Yiddishkeit, this Hanukkah. It's the love that Klai Yisrael has for HaKadosh Baruch. And it really means, how do we love you? My Hanukkah. There are things that a person simply can't explain. There are things that a person can't teach. With all of these teaching institutions that they have, Hashem, they can give people certain tips, let's say, on how to how to be a better teacher. For instance, one of the most horrible things that they that, that have been that I feel have been given over in many of these places that the teacher had, the teacher the first day has to be horrible, mean, nasty, right? It's a famous thing. It's so famous that the kids know it. But there's this thing that they that in some of the places they've taught how the teacher should begin. Now a person. That's just one example of, obviously, a lot of good things that they, that, they, that they teach in these places. And there's something to it. There are techniques that can be taught. And there are certain chachmas that can be conveyed. But everybody knows, when you walk into a classroom and you have a person that really, really has a hergish for teaching, you feel it in 10 seconds. Isn't that true? You could feel it in the classroom. It's in the air in 10 seconds. And, you, and it could be the person never went to any institution like that, never took a course in teaching. Then you go to somebody that's, that has five PhDs in education, and he, sta- and he stands up and he starts to lecture, and you feel, oh my goodness, it's going to be a long semester. It's going to be a long semester. There's just so much. That it's a, it's a, because to, be, to give over information to another person also, there's a certain hargosha daka of a teacher that a person has that in the cherish of his being. And, and if you're not cut out for it, there's only so much you could do. It's like swinging a bat also. 
So you can get, you know, you can you could bring Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle back from the grave, and he could stand over there with you, you know, day and night teaching you. Okay, hold the bat like this, and go like this, and hold it like that. Pick your shoulder, put your foot like this, and do it like that, and then the ball comes. <laughs> you could also tell there's certain people when they get up to bat, see right away, natural. Right? Picks up the bat, knows how to hold it. It's a natural thing, and it doesn't make a difference, even though it doesn't have the official, the official thing. Like my I, my daughter is taking a speech class uh, in high school, and and the uh, teacher was saying that you have to pick something in the room that you stay focused on, and it's a very good thing. If there's a clock, I don't know to look at the clock when you're speaking, something like that. And so my daughter. So my daughters said that I, know, I, might, I go to listen to my father a lot, and I, I never saw that he looks at a clock. I don't even think there is a clock in shul. You know, there's no clock. So the teacher said, well, they, you have to find something else if there's no clock. So my daughter came to speak to me about this, and, she, and, I, and I said, there are different techniques. I never went to speaking school. I never took a class of speech in my life. I'm not saying that I'm a polished speaker by any means. But a person that has hargosha for trying to give over something, it's a hargosha that comes from the sherish of that person's neshama. And if there's someone that doesn't have a hargosha for that, then you could you could give him all the speech classes in the world, and he'll and he'll look at the paper, look at the clock, look at the paper, look at the clock. And because they said in the class that you have to look at the clock, and he looks at the clock. And and, and I don't know how that teacher gives it. You know, I don't know if she's a speaker. I don't know. And the people who, who are, which I've met one or two of these people who, ha, who are, who have uh, like agencies for speakers, and they'll tell you, I had this conversation in Miami with, with one of the biggest people, he's not alive anymore, Yid, yes, Shulno Balichu, and I and I and I spoke someplace in Miami, it goes back, it must be 12, 13 years ago, and 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 afterwards, he's a very very wonderful guy, and we were talking, was first in Sadakin, you know, over there, and we were talking. And he was telling me this point. He was saying that, that there are people, he sits down with them, and they come, they want to be able to be public speakers, and he, and he talks to them a little bit, and he says, after 30 seconds, he sees it's not shy. Not shy. That doesn't mean he won't help them, because if they have to speak publicly, let's say in their firm, they have to get up occasionally to make a presentation, they can get certain tips that will make them less nervous. But to be a speaker, he says, that's not, that's a hard gosha. There's a certain hargosha for that, to be a teacher and so on. When it comes to music, a person has a chush for music. How do you explain to somebody? That chush, when it comes to an instrument, you can't explain that. Again, you could teach somebody, and if, but a person doesn't have a chush for that, it's awkward, and it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't go. It doesn't go. These are only mesholim from the physical world. When it comes to Ruchnius, it's much, much deeper than that. Eafsalahazbir, the bottom of page Reishai. You can't explain. Everybody tries to explain to the kid how do you ride a bicycle, but you can't explain. How to shift the weight. You can't explain that. But to the best of my knowledge, in the end, every kid rides a bicycle. Many times, when you stop talking to them and you leave them alone, I remember when I when I when I learned how to ride a bicycle, 
<coughs> that I, my father, and he said, don't worry, don't worry, I'm holding, I'm holding, he kept saying, daddy, you hold me, daddy, hold me, when he took off the training, he goes, daddy, hold me, daddy, hold me, I remember it, I remember exactly where it was, it was on 75th Avenue, and, and, daddy, you hold me, daddy, you hold me, daddy, I'm holding you, I'm holding you, I'm holding you, and daddy, you hold me, daddy, you hold me, and then he wasn't answering anymore, and I looked back, and he was waving, <laughs> and I said, daddy, you said you're holding me, I said, ah, that's how, that's how you have to learn, I'm holding you, I'm holding you, I'm holding you. I can't explain that. Remember that my that we had an uncle that had one of these pools, you know, the in the backyard, not a built-in, like one of these things that has a plug, you know. So he had this. It was a big Indian that we had that, and, and, and we had that pool. And, and I didn't. I was a little kid. I didn't know how to swim, and. Um, and my father taught, said to me that he's going to teach me how to swim that day. So I thought I'm getting like these lessons because I had friends of mine that they had teachers in camp. You know, they took like a whole thing. So I, I also remember these are things like maybe, you know, maybe you get traumatized a little bit. But how my father taught me how to swim. He was standing, I remember he, I, he was holding my arms in his arms and he was talking to my uncle. And he threw me into the water. He said, here you go. I go, whoa. He says, swim. And he started to move around. He said, oh, and then he started to tell me. And he, would leave, and he came in and he was holding me a little bit. He said, oh, I remember throwing you right in. <clears throat> that was how they did it. That's, he said, that's how my father taught me how to swim. Yeah. Ding. It's much cheaper. <laughs> no? And I swam. And he was watching me. No? It was safe. But in the end, the kid knows how to ride a bicycle. When does that happen? When does the child, and it's so exciting, because you can remember as children, that feeling that you that you got it. I could do it. You're not falling off. That the child, he says, because inside each and every human being, made one of those other amazing things that Hashem made in each and every one of us is balance, a sense of balance. In a healthy person, there's a sense of balance. And the child is Megala, reveals that Nekuda of Mishkal, of Shivui Mishkal. That's a very exciting feeling. If for some reason, God forbid, someone's not well, it could be something with the ear, or other things that, something's off with the balance. If someone doesn't have a Karpnimi, even if you hire a bicycle guy to teach the kid for a thousand hours, it's not going to help. It's not going to. It's not going to help at all. You have different This is what Chazal were talking about in the Gemara there in Chagiga. Now you know the Gemara there is talking about certain things that should be taught, shouldn't be taught, how they can be taught, when they can be taught, and so on. And the Gemara says <clears throat> that there are certain things, ain't darshan, there are more delicate matters of Tyre that can be taught only to such a person, a very remarkable sentence in the Gemara, that this subject, which is a more of a dakistic, delicate subject in Tyre, can only be taught to a person who is a chacham u meivin Now we hear in there 
we hear the three words Chacham Abinadas, right? Chacham Umevin Midaita. Just Chabad. Chacham Abinadas. Chacham Umevin Midaita. He's a Chacham. Umevin, and he understands Midaito with his dots. L'chaira. Imhu Chacham Umevin. L'chaira. If he is a Chacham already, and he's a maven, he understands, he's smart, he's a chacham, smart. And maven, he understands this Indian even more than he's been told, he's maven, he understands. Because bina means he understands, he has depth. See, he has great information, and he also has a depth, the ability to analyze. Then why does it have to be Meaning is not just what the Rebbe said. That's what he heard from the Rebbe. But the Gemara's requirement is on his own. His own take on it. Let the Rebbe, he's a smart guy, he's a Chacham and he's a Maven. So let the Rebbe tell him exactly what he needs to know. So, when we spoke about what's going to be like when Mashiach comes, that each and every person is going to come to a Darga of a Molar's Deus Hashem, where each person is going to be Maven Midaita. So the question is, what's wrong, what's missing in this person that he can't be taught certain secrets of Torah, more delicate in Yonam? Unless he's a person, not only that he's a Chacham and he's Maven, but it has to be Midaita. Why can't he just get everything from the Rabbi? The Rabbi tells him, he's a smart guy, he hears it, he's got it, and finally he finished. Shubhaladara, the answer is, if the person does not use, if the student does not use this koach, actually in Tanya, where we're up to, which is the end of Paragimel, we're now holding by Monday morning, Das. That's what we're holding by, Das. The koach of Das. If the person, we've been learning about koach, we up to Das. If the student if the student does not know how to use this korach that's called midaita, gam even though he's very, very smart, and he is a good, is a good havana, he understands. It still won't help. You know why? Because because he's not going to absorb the Nakuda Hapnimis. He's not going to get it. Because the Nakuda Hapnimis is something that the Rebbe can't give over. It's not something that you could put down in your notebook. It's not something that you could, it's not something that you could memorize. It's a sight. It's a sight. It's a secret. The Nakuda Hapnimis is that person's grasp of his Rebbe, 
That's why Chazal say that ain't Adam Oymer al Das Rabbi. That we learn at the end in Chumash. That ain't Adam Oymer al Das Rabbi. Ad Achar Boim Shana. That you can't understand in Oymer al Das Rabbi. Al Das Rabbi. It could be you were a fantastic student and you could say over exactly what your Rebbe said. You heard the Shir and you could say over the Shir. But you didn't get it. And therefore, if you be left in a place without your Rebbe and without the Shia, you wouldn't be able to see that the way that your Rebbe sees it. You wouldn't be able to understand it the way that your Rebbe understands it unless you come to that point of Das, maven me daita, of how your Nishama, how your Nishama absorbed this information, this knowledge, and how this knowledge and information, how it, how it fuses with who you are. It's, it's a different matter altogether. It's a different matter altogether. And you could have a, you could have a student that's not as bright. That's not as bright. <clears throat> and you might not be able to memorize what the Rebbe is saying. But there's that Hargosha Daka of Das that the student has to know what the Rebbe would say. Or how the Rebbe looks at this. And it's not something that is communicable in words. It's not something which is communicable in words. It can't be given over in words. When Chazal say, Rashi brings down, Elo told us Yaakov Yosef, Chazal say, that Komasha Lomad, that everything that Yaakov learned in the Besmedrush of Shem Ve'eva, Mosar love. He gave over to Yosef Atzadi. He gave it over to him. Moshe Kibbal Torah Mithinai umisorali Yeshua. It doesn't say Hashem taught Moshe Rabbeinu on Hashinai and then Moshe Rabbeinu taught Yeshua. It doesn't say that Yaakov taught Yosef. It says Mosarla. Everything he had, he gave over. In Yiddishkeit, you give over. Tyra, you give over. There's teaching and there's giving over. The Sram talk about this. The Ishbitsha spoke about this, Abyashabir spoke about this, many tzaddikim. There's a big difference. Again, there are many people who are even excellent teachers, but they don't give it over. And there are many students who are wonderful, bright recorders of information. But they don't receive. Moshe Kibbutzar Sinai, he received it from Sinai. It wasn't a Shia, just a Shia. Whom is sorely Yeshua? He gave it over to Yeshua. He gave it over to Yeshua. That's the Messiah. Our whole Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit 
is a Messiah. A Messiah means from one, from a father to a, a child, from a mother to a child. Parents, the children, the rebellion to the Talmudim, it's a Messiah. It's not, it's not just a, an intellectual, a cold intellectual uh, class over the ages. It's a Messiah. To give over. In order to be able to receive, the student has to be somebody who is ready, maven me daito. When it comes to Sisrei Torah, when it comes to Sai, the Gemara is talking about Sai, the secrets of Torah. The secrets of Torah, if you have a student, he could be a Chacham and he's a maven, and he's taking good notes, but it could be very, very dangerous if he's not maven me daito. It could be very dangerous. Because he can miss the Nekudah Atminas. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. And it can be very frustrating for a Rebbe. Because he'll hear the student saying over something. And, and, and the Rebbe will say, that's not it. And I remember sitting in the Shia. And I remember that Rabbi Yashaber, whose name I mentioned a minute ago, of Soloveitchik. So he said over, he said over a Chiddush. Something he said over, and then he and he called. He would call on someone to ibazogim <clears throat> to say it over, and and the fellow would start to say it over, and it sounded really good to all the guys. And Rabbi Yosheber would throw his glasses off and say, Is that, "That's not what I said. That's not what I said." He said, "What are you talking about?" And the poor guy was in there. He said, "Say it over," and the guy would, would try again. And then the bishop says, is that what I said? Did I say that? It was, ter- it was terrible to behold. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible, really. And he said, I'd never said such a thing. You're misquoting me, he would say. I never said that. I know what you're talking about. And it sounded to all of us. It sounded pretty good. He said, I never said such a thing. <clears throat> I'm saying it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. And even though to us it seemed like he did, we also didn't. And 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 Rabbi Shabbat was saying, you, you didn't get what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. And it could be, it could be that it was a word. It could be that it was a, a certain way that he intoned the words. I don't know. And he would say, you say it. And to finally come to one of your old Talmudian that was there for many years, and he would say, say it over, and he would say, he says, that's what I said. And you look at your notes, and you couldn't understand the chilek like this and like that, and, but that's what I said. And how frustrated he was that he doesn't say, what's the matter? The person doesn't have a seich I'm talking to you. And you can't understand what I'm saying. Hanakuda haPnimis benefish, he kolkach daka. The nakuda haPnimis, that inner point of the soul, is very, very delicate. Kolkach daka, very subtle. She enenni tenis lahavira. You can't give it over to another person. 
The Rebbe can hope that the student is a maven midaitai, that he somehow is able to get it. That he's able to get it. But there comes a certain thing that you can't communicate, especially when we're talking about soil, secrets of Torah, that you can't communicate. You can explain over and over in every direction. Say it like this and say it like this and say it like this and like that. Lahakif is called Shishat Slavs. Aval etzim handakuda, a nena ni tennis lahavir, like the guy that wrote the encyclopedia on love. Etzim handakuda, of what love is, a nena ni tennis lahavir. You can't give over. With words. Soid. A secret. Soid. Who davish agam kisha imim oisal adam bepem halay? Said is something that even you tell over the Pemale. You say over the side. You say the words of the secret. But it, we're talking about a side, an emesis side. Not a secret like they uh, some that, that didn't get out to everybody yet. Uh, like I always say that a secret is what a person tells one person at a time. That's the secret. is. So you didn't tell yet. You didn't get the other person. Or that person didn't get the other person to say, by the way, I was told I can't tell this anyway, so don't tell this to anybody. And that's not what we're talking about, a side like that. That's an Irish guy. That's not, that's not a secret. It's just that, it's just that nobody, they didn't hear yet. That's not, a secret is something that even after you hear it, it's still a secret. That's what side is. That's what I was talking about on Lagba Aymer. That's the meaning of side, of Rabbi Shimon. It's something that our children have to get from us with Yiddishkeit. It's a very big sugya. It's, very, it's something you can't explain with words. That the children have to get it from us. We have to give over to them that sight that Yiddishkeit is the most important thing in our lives. So how do you give that over? How do you give over to the children that Yiddishkeit... So if you, if you do that, if you're successful at that, then the kids, can go, the kids have to go, look, kids go through a lot of stuff. But at the end, it'll work out okay. But if you didn't give that to the kid, if you didn't give that to the kid, then there's no guarantee that it's going to work out. There's no guarantee. So you have many situations where it was given over, but the kid goes through whatever stuff, teenage, this, that, all kinds of things. But then they come back. When it was given over, if it's not given over, then the child wakes up with nothing. Even though it might be he's very bright and he's a chacham and he's a maven. And he could rattle off gemaras to you. And he and he's, uh, he knows all kinds of good stuff in Yiddishkeit. But to be a Yid is something, that's what it says, Moshe Kibbal terms it, it's a Messiah. It's my Hanukkah. If you grew up in a house where there was Hanukkah, then, for the, then after you leave the world and your children, your grandchildren, great-grandchildren are trying to tell over how it was by Zaydi, by the elder Zaydi. And say, so tell us, how was it by Zaydi, Hanukkah? So the answer is, I can't tell you what it was. This is the niggin that we sang. This is how Zaydi sang. This is what we did. But, but what? It's just a question of a sight. It's an Indian of sight. And even talking about it to people who are, un- who are not attuned to this, it sounds, it sounds strange. 
But those who understand a father, a mother, a zaydi, a babi, who understand what I'm talking about, this sugya of giving over Yiddishkeit. Many of those people knew very little about, uh, very little about those black Gemara. And they knew very little Chumash Rashi. But they gave over Yiddishkeit. The soid, the secret of Yiddishkeit, they had down pat. They had down pat. They had all of the, like we were talking about, that balance when you're riding a bicycle. There are certain Yidin that they just know how to ride that bicycle. They know how to ride the bicycle of Yiddishkeit. It's a certain way to ride the bicycle. And, and they're oozing with Yiddishkeit. It's a certain way. They just know how to ride the bicycle. When you meet a Jew like that, I, when I mean I, it's the most inspiring thing in the world, when you meet a Yid like that, it's just certain things of how they talk and how they say things and how they look at the world and how everything is with that bicycle, that balance. And when someone's Yiddishkeit is not natural, when someone's Yiddishkeit is not natural, so then it, it's with all of the lectures, but it's just not it. It's nice, it's good, but it's not it. They didn't, they didn't get the side of Yiddishkeit. And if you don't have the side, it's very hard to give over. It's very, very hard to give over. This, of course, is a particular struggle when it comes to Balichuva, by no fault of their own. That Balichuva, if they were raised in families without, where there wasn't any of that Yiddishkeit. The old, the old generation, there was a certain Yiddishkeit with the pit they were from. But if you were raised without any of that, then, and you have to find your own way, that forces you into a very deep part of yourself. And many times it works out much more beautifully than it does for the ones who did not, who did receive it. That's a, a different discussion. But it's hard. It's hard if you didn't have the one who taught you to ride the bicycle. If your Yiddishkeit is self-taught and it wasn't with your father or your mother putting you onto the bike of Yiddishkeit, it's hard. It's hard, but it's very gratifying. It's different. It's different. <clears throat> but this, this is sight. This is the meaning of sight. Sight is something that even if you say over the sight, and you can record it. You can record it. Even though you've recorded it, you don't, you don't hear it. You don't really get it. You made a tape of... So we think that if... Uh, it, it, what would it be like if we had an, an MP3 that was loaded with Shalashudas by the Balshemtiv, by the Vedichva? I thought about that many times, what that, would, what that would be like if we had on tape. A tape of, a tape of, uh, uh, of Shalashudas by the Vedichva. Or to hear, or to hear a tape somehow of Hashanah Rabbah davening, which I've, I don't know if any of you heard, you know there's a tape of the Satan Rabbi, there's, there's tapes of the Satan Rabbi's Hashanah Rabbah davening. The old tapes, it's not so pleasant to hear, but I've been zoichet to hear tapes. Of, I mean, I was zoichet to be there in person. But they have, they have tapes. There are some tapes. Loma al It's not from this world, but it's still something that can't be communicated on a tape. So we think if we had a tape of the Bedit then we would all do tshuva. 
Because they say that by the Bidditchva, the second he opened his mouth, everybody was crying and everybody was doing shuvah. That generation of the Bidditchva, those who understood the secret of the Bidditchva and were able to pick up on that when they were with him, I don't think that, I don't know if we would get it. We would just hear some kind of screaming or we'd hear some sounds and, and, and we would we would say it's really interesting they put it up on YouTube and and it would go around a little bit and they would say hey you gotta call up your friends you gotta check this out they got they found something from the Bidditch on tape but that's before there were tapes yeah I know this it's weird but they have a tape there's something they found on tape from the Bidditchva and go on YouTube and they have the Bidditchva they have uh, the Bidditchva is davening the son of some guy was there with a the tape recorder he went back in a time machine and, the, and he taped the Vedichavas in the San Taigif. So you think we would all be Chayzavachuva? I don't think so. I think it would be a, an artifact. It would be a, an interesting thing. I don't think it would be true. I don't think it would change us. Unless a person is a maven Yidaita, I don't think so. Side. The Chlal, that that should be given over on a tape, or that should be given over on a computer, now you can get smich on the computer. You could probably give smicha to a computer. And you can get smicha from a computer. <clears throat> Which I'm not criticizing because if people are learning, anyway, you can get them to learn. It's good. It's fine. But that, not to be in the same room with your Rebbe. And not to be macabre from the Rebbe. Panam al Panam. Well, I guess they Skype it. I don't know how they do it. That's called Panam al Panam. So even if you would tape it, because side is not words. It's not the words. That's why if you would hear a tape of the Bidditchva, it's not the words. Said is a subtle grasp, a hergish. A way of grasping something that is beyond the words. And that's why it's so important to understand this point. And this is how he's ending the Sefer. And going the last inion of Hashkata, of, of silencing one's mind and heart. We'll see. Even riding on a bicycle. The Rama Misuyamas, on some level, is also Nechshav Said. That's what we'll learn. Because even the marshal fits the Nimshal very nice. The marshal itself is the Nimshal. Because riding a bicycle is also a Said. Why? Because no matter what you say, you can't explain it. Anything that requires a certain sublime hergish of the soul, such as a bicycle, but there's a certain meaning of balance, is, is in the gather, is in the category of side, of secret. If the person is maven me daitai, if he got it, if he chapped it, haven. And he understands. Imloi haven, if he doesn't understand, even if you give all the explanations and introductions, 
all of the hagdamas, all of the explanations, the preambles are not going to are not going to help. Hagdamas rak mekarvis oisay ad hanakuda. It's true. The hagdamas, the explanations, the diagrams, all the rest of that stuff can bring a person closer, up, 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 up to the nakuda. It could get you to. That's why it's kedai. It could bring you up to the border, but it can't get you over the border. It can bring you up to the border. But Zahu, at that point, if the person is a Mavin Midaitai, he crosses the border. He's in. If he's not, if he's not Mavin Midaitai, if he's not Mavin Midaitai, then he's out. You teach a little child to walk. But the, the, the lesson can only be to a certain shlav, to a certain point. You have to let go. He has to walk. He has to find his way. This is the deepest marshal. Of everything that's in life, that for you and I to live lives of pnimias that are real, that are meaningful, chaim pnimiyim, lives of neshama, of all that we've been learning about. And know, this is what Rav Schwartz is saying at the end of the sefer: is that after all that we've learned, I can't. I'm only, I can only bring you to the to the border. I can't cross the border with you, even if you're trying everything and you're understanding and you're smart. The the Nakuda Hakneem is, he says, he's basically getting ready to let us go. You understand? He's, let, he's, let, he's getting ready to let us go. To let us try on our own, to walk, to ride the bike. Because that's something that it either works or it doesn't work. We receive a lot of Hadrachas, Mibachutz. From outside, instructions, guidance, teachers, rebellion and parents. I mean, you get a lot of good stuff. You hear all kinds of good things, instructions and ideas, guidance. Outside. Some are more precise, more accurate, more correct. And some of the advice and lessons that we get in life from others, from outside, either books or whatever are less accurate and less precise. Even if you got very good instructions, very, very good instructions, instructions about life, it's only till the Nakuda Hapnimis. The Nakuda Hapnimis and But by the Nakuda Hapnimis, your teacher, your Rebbe, the book, the computer, whatever it is, must let go of you. You got to write on your own. The Itahu Mukhrach my day. And with the Nakuda Hapnimis, you must cope by yourself. You know, so many people that go, they go to therapy. They go to a good therapist, and they become dependent. You have people who are going to therapists because of 
addictions. But they have addictive personalities. And their newest addiction is what? The therapist. They become addicted to therapy. Now, a real honest and good therapist knows how to get the person on the bike and to find, help the person get to that inner balance, to that, to the nakuda until. But then they have to let go. A parent has to know how to do that. It's hard. It's hard. My wife knows I, I with the bicycle, teaching the kids with the bicycle, I have a very hard time with that. And then it gets more uh, scary when you teach them to drive a car, which I've done also with each of the kids. But you have to let them go on their own. You have to let them go. And the therapist knows how to do that. Somebody sat down with me, one of the chavra from shul, who's helping a lot of young couples before they get married, the premarital counseling, very good. He's a big bentaira. And there's a certain organization, a very good organization to help with these things that uh, borrowed, uh, borrowed uh, like curriculum from outside sources. With Bishus, I mean, uses that information and put it together with some Jewish, you know, to make it uh, something which is kosher and good, and it's very nice. And it's got all these kind of also diagrams and charts for a young couple before marriage to come and talk about certain very, very important kosher things. And, and he wanted to show it to me, and we were going through it, uh, and I had to go quickly, and I asked him to get me one up to, so I could look at it more carefully. And it's very, very good. It's a wonderful thing. And I think it could be very, very helpful. But the, at the end of the day, this couple's going to get married, Mitzvah and this guy's going to break the glass, and they're going to run around a couple of circles, and then they're going to go home, and they have to live with each other. So sometimes you, sometimes you, you meet the chas and the kal, you talk to them, and, and you, you, you know, you're wondering, because you're thinking, even, even if this guy has the book 50 times, she's still in a lot of trouble, this girl. <laughs> or vice versa. Not only that, even if he pastes the pictures and shots all over her house, the house, and he walks around with it on, uh, stapled onto his chest, where it says, communicate the, this uh, eye contact, he goes, eye contact, and he, and he puts it on his thing, and it says eye contact, he has it on his thing, and his, everything, his computer's got in his ear, I make eye contact. But you know that this, this girl's in big trouble. And there's a certain hergish, a hergish adaka, that as a person myself, who speaks this so many over the years, that I try, like, sometimes just to be myself, not to hear it, but sometimes I get that bad feeling, like, this, this is trouble. This looks like trouble. Now, the book is a gewaldige thing, and I encourage them. You have, you have to do this. Oh, a second. You have to do this. a big mitzvah to help the couples and talk to them because you raise the conscience. But you and I, I mean, every married person here knows. The kids that are not married, they might not have such a gosha for this. But you know, but they also know from relationships, you know that you can only get a person to that nakuda. You can't cross over the border. You can't. That's a side. It's a side. It's a secret. And all of life depends on that. And learning how to cope oneself. Can I take another two minutes just to finish this? It's chaval not to go to the... Hadvarim she'yomru, bramish and l'yisayin l'hachnis adam l'kudah ha'pnimis. Obviously, we're all trying to get to them, the Kudah Pnimis. The Kudah Pnimis al Hadam l'stad l'vad, but when you 
in that world of the inner nakuda of yourself, you're on your own. You have to work it out. Like Hillel said to the Geir, V'yidach, he said, you know, but the Yidach, listen, the rest, Zil Gemari, go learn. It's up to you. I can't, I can't take you there. I can't help you with that. I could teach you this, I could tell you that, but Yidach, Zil Gemari. Ha-Gemar, whom he Hillel was saying, Gemar means like the word Gemar, it means to learn. Yidach, Zil Gemar means, this is my friend, I could tell you the rules and regulations of Yiddishkeit. I could tell you that what, it's, what, what, what Yiddishkeit means to me. I could tell you that, you know, if you'll be a Jew, the, the rest of the world's going to hate you and so on and so on. I could tell you all that stuff. But the bottom line is, I can't give it to you. What can I tell you? It's a hargoshadaka that a person has. The person himself. The more that a person has developed this inner das, and that, that is after years of working on all that we've been learning and analyzing and thinking and trying to understand and having quiet time and being a person who's a misbeinein and meditating and levad, all of what we've been learning. Developing that das knini, leirak bar das machshavti. Not only somebody that's smart and thinks, el about tvuna amuke belev. That union of wisdom, deep wisdom of the heart. There are people that they might be geniuses, but they don't have this. They just don't have it, and therefore they can give ages that are so crazy, so wacky. Sometimes you have people that come with ages that they walked in from. They went to some big genius of a Rosh Hashiva, and they got some kind of age that's from outer space. Mahamsh out of space that any any normal person would say that's crazy. Because he's a genius, but he doesn't have he's not a badass. El Baltvuna Amuka Belay, who you carvis atzma yoisal nukuda pnims, you get closer and closer to the nukuda pnims. But if a person, even though a person might be very smart, he's a genius, but he lacks an awareness of these subtleties of the soul. Yaksalov looked like this at He doesn't chop. He won't get it. Even what we're saying here, what we're learning in the cipher, it's interesting, but I don't get it. I don't want there to be any mistake. Everything that we've learned in this cipher cannot possibly express the Nakuda Pnimis. Period. It cannot. In other words, I've done my best, but I can never get you over that place. I could try to get you to that point of taking the training wheels off the bike. But then you're left with that little child inside of yourself. And it's scary. But whether you'll be able to ride the bike on your own, that's up to the little kid inside of you. Whether you could find that place of balance in your life. At the end of the day, the child has to be let let to ride without the training wheels and and to know that he has the ability to do that. He says that that I can't help you with that you have to do on your own. Okay, that's a shame we'll continue next month's shots.